Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison. And this is a podcast offering inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound positive changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast, as well as offering personal coaching and spiritual counseling. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform, just the desire to make positive changes and grow. I'm an ordained minister, and I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together, we can do the work to recover our souls. I recently posted a quote on my Instagram page by Anais Nin, which reads, We don't see things the way that they are. We see them the way we are. And I really loved that quote. I feel like that is wrapped up in one sentence. That is recovery. That is the soul journey. That is the work that I personally have done in the difference in my life now into what it was before. And the work that I've done in 12-step, in AA and Al-Anon, and through metaphysics and new thought and positive psychology, and just really doing the deep dive to try to take personal responsibility for what is mine that I can do for myself. And when I look back, what I can see clearly is that I saw the world one way. And the way that I saw the world, it reflected back to me in the way that I saw it. And I'm still not sure if the world is really different from what it was before or the people and the relationships that I have have changed at all. But what I do know is that I have changed. I have changed the way that I interact with people. I've changed how I can see and not be reactive. I've changed how I've let go of control of wanting to manipulate things for the better. And I think in my last episode with my husband, one of the things that is clear to me is that I always was kind of in the controlling space of not wanting to be heavy handed, but that there was some alternative something, some softer way, some some helping that I wanted to do. And even though it felt like I was doing something positive, that it had a positive result, that I had justification in it, that it was different than how someone else was doing it where they were heavy handed. But the truth is, in the end, we're still trying to manipulate a situation and make it different for what we think is a better way. 
And when I think about those things, and I think about how that relates to the spiritual journey that I've been on and the recovery that I've been on, I think it starts from kind of the beginning of denial. And that when we're in a situation, which we all go through, every single one of us has been through incredibly dark times. There is not a person I don't believe on the planet who has not had real suffering. And so when we're in our real suffering and we're in that darkness and we feel completely overwhelmed, we can't look at things clearly. And one of the ways that we deal with that is through denial, pretending like it's not all that bad. And in the Al-Anon rooms, I think the stories of people growing up in homes that had either an alcoholic mother or father, or that they were raised by untreated Al-Anons and their grandparents had been alcoholics, there's this level of perfection that from the outside, we're supposed to look and act like everything's great. Everything's perfect. Nothing wrong over here in this house. For a lot of people, that is really, really intense to have those two faces that they wear, the face that presents out to the world like everything's just fine. And on the inside, there's trauma, there's heartache, there's suffering, there's isolation. And so we use this denial to survive. And in those moments, it is essential to survive, to stay safe. And then what I feel is that then you get to a place in your life where you can't lay any of the blame or guilt on anybody else, that you can look back on your life and you can say, I had an intense life. Maybe you had parents who weren't there. Maybe there was abuse. Maybe there was neglect. Whatever those situations are, they are real situations and no one can ever deny that that is not traumatic and terrible. But then we get to decide as adults, are we going to let this be our victim story? Are we going to continue to tell the same story over and over again that defines us as who we are with those stories that happen to us? Or are we going to take those stories and grow from them, learn from them, expand ourselves from them, take the elements of who we are from those past and let go of the stuff that we say that does not serve me and to be able to hold on to the truths of how you are strong, how you were able to find different ways of doing things, how you were able to be creative how you became a stronger you through whatever those situations were, whether it's in childhood or in adulthood. And what I hear is that fear that immobilizes us. And some of those people out there stay in the fear. They stay in the place where the fear absolutely runs every aspect of everything that they do in every day. And that is a really, really, really painful place to be. And so then what we're doing is we're looking at the world as we see it. If you're in a painful place, it is really hard to see the world from anything other than those painful eyes, from that painful heart, 
from your painful soul. And I know that when I was in pain, I couldn't hear what people said. I reacted to it as if it filtered through the pain structure. Were they judging me? Were they thinking that I was inadequate? Were they thinking that I was not smart? Was I, was I wrong? Where was the perfection? Where was that piece where I was trying to hold on to the outside and pretend like everything was great on the outside? I know that when my husband and I separated, it's been about seven or eight years ago, in the midst of all the trauma that was happening, the number of people who said, I can't believe you guys are breaking up. Everything is so perfect. You guys are the perfect couple. And I thought, oh, you haven't been living at our house But I can be honest and say that there was a persona that we put on out in the world that everything was fine. And it wasn't fine. We were disconnected. We were arguing. We weren't on the same team. I was in my pain body. I was in my pain structure. I was in denial. I was in denial that our family was falling apart. So then there's that moment where you can decide as you're backed up against the wall, if you're going to be tethered to the past, are you going to let that past run you, control you, dictate every ounce of who you are and what you do going forward? Or are you going to untether yourself and be free and decide for yourself who you are and how you want to walk on the earth? Be willing to take responsibility for what pieces are yours and let go of control of everything else, everything else. Even when we have positive things that we're trying to do, we hold carrots out for people. If you do this, you can have this. Well, when we do that, when somebody offered us a carrot And we did what they asked us to, just to get whatever it is that we wanted. How did that feel inside? Inside, it felt like we were being controlled. And if we take the time to be honest and to really look at how we treat people and if that's how we would like to be treated, in general, the answer is no. In general, we do not treat people like we want to be treated. Or we do treat people in the way that we want to be treated from a very unhealthy standpoint that doesn't stand in our own integrity, doesn't stand in our strength. It comes from a place of trying to manipulate. And if I give you this, then you're going to treat me like this. If I tell you how much I love you and how much I miss you and how much I want you, what I really want to hear in return is I love and miss and want you too. And that's not healthy. That's not actually the way to get the kind of conversations, the kind of feedback, the kind of connections that we want from other people. And we end up pushing aside our own intuition from this place of fear, of doubt, of tethered to the pain. And the truth is that if we can wipe that away, that there's something else underneath And as I talk about on this podcast, I believe it's the connection with spirit. And that is whatever it is to you. That there is something, some energy, some source, something 
that made this universe, that created these stars. And that source, that energy, I believe, is a love and a connection with all of us that reminds us we are all connected. And the truth is we're all suffering and we're all afraid. And there is not a single person on the planet who doesn't have some level of sadness for the fear that they're going to be seen as anything other than great. And what if we're not all great? What if we're just human beings? What if we just loved and accepted each other for exactly who we were with all of our quirkiness and all of our oddities and quit trying to fix other people for their little bits of themselves and accepted those aspects of them in the same way that we want to be accepted for us? What if we stopped being in denial? What if we stopped living in the delusion? What if we stopped trying to present out to the world that we are filtered picture perfect. And in a time like now where you can filter every single thing that goes into this world, it is more available than ever to not be you. That what we put on Facebook or on Instagram is generally the representations of the best of us. And that we want to have just the right angle, just the right filter. And I am not saying I don't do that too. There are certainly aspects of myself that are happy with exactly who I am in my middle age. And there's a whole other aspect of myself that takes pictures that wants them to be a specific kind of picture. I want to look good, but I also don't want to be caught in what that could mean to my ego that that's the only thing that matters. Because it's not the only thing that matters. What I really want is I want to leave a legacy of being a kind person, of being a compassionate person, of being a wholehearted person. And I want to be that person in every single person that I touch whether it's at the grocery store or with my girlfriends or with my kids or here with you in this community, that I was terrified at some point. I was in that space where my world was so, so crazy. And I was using alcohol as a way to cover up those feelings and that I couldn't wait to come home to a glass of wine so that I could take the edge off. And it didn't stop there. I was unconnected to my husband. I wasn't connected to my kids. And I just wanted to be checked out. I was in absolute denial that I needed to change something. And that was a really painful place to be. And my life has been full of ups and downs, just like your lives have been full of ups and downs And yet what I want to offer, the hope is that if you're willing to let go of the denial, that if you're willing to let go of standing in that pained body, looking through the fearful heart, being tethered to everything that's happened before and break away from that, there really is this opportunity to change radically. 
to transform into the life that is your true self. That is the true self that was given to you by what I believe to be spirit. And that we were each given unique gifts and talents. And to hold on to those and to work forward from those. And to see those aspects of yourself, of who you are, so that you can change your life. And some of those changes mean you need to change the people in your life. In my podcast with Summer, her very honest conversations about having to leave marriages. To be her true self. That there's this aspect of, a, of really accepting people for exactly who they are, but that does not mean that you need to have them or their energy in your life it is, if it is not healthy for you. And setting boundaries is absolutely essential. And that when we take off that need to be perfect on the outside, and we start to open up to people and share with them our real selves, it's amazing how they share their real self. And you can see the absolute beauty of who they are with that shell broken gorgeousness that comes out from the inside that has nothing to do with a filtered photography picture, has nothing to do with what our bodies are or what we do for a living. It has to do with who we are as human beings and those connections that we have with each other. And as we change, as we start to grow, and as we start to let go of the need to replay the tape, the tape that said, oh, my dad said that I wasn't enough. My dad said that I was too much. Oh, I was told in school that I wasn't smart. I had this particular situation or this particular relationship that was was painful and terrible, and that's why I am not going to move forward. We press play. We press play. We press play. We choose every single time to press that button and have that be our story. And that is not who we have to be. It happened. What is there to learn from it? How do you step out of the denial and step into the truth of what is to be learned from each and every situation so that we can grow, so that we can expand? so we can be more connected, so we can be more whole. We all have this potential, and yet we choose to stay quiet, to stay small, to not do the work because we're afraid. Because we're afraid. And yet, when we take that first step, when you just move from one foot to the next foot, one action to the next action, slowly but surely, things begin to change. When we stop saying, that person is the reason that I'm unhappy, and we start saying, what can what can I do? If I can't change that person or change their behaviors, what am I going to do in my life to see things differently? Day by day, meditation, listening to positive things, filling your cup, having everything that you need at your disposal, whether it's tools of music or tapping or books, healthy tools, going for a walk, bike ride, eating something healthy, taking a nap, taking a bath, journaling, 
whatever those things are that sort of bring you back to your center of letting go of the belief that somebody else, what somebody else does is going to create a life for us that's going to be better. And that's not true. We get to be responsible for our own selves. We get to step out of denial. And somehow I've seen it again and again and again, that when people do this, they step out of those lives that are so painful and so hard and move to where they see things and feel things and experience things in an entirely different way. And we begin to see the world as we are, but better. And that's recovery. I've been thinking a lot about how as more and more people are listening, which I just have such joy thinking that this is reaching an audience. And it's all over the world. And I want us to be a community. I want you to know that you're part of my community. And I created a Facebook group on my Recover Your Soul Facebook page because I want us to be able to reach out to each other. I want you to ask me questions. I want us to be able to support each other because recovery work is hard work and it really needs a community of people. That's what the rooms of 12 step offer is that you go into a space where other people experience and have felt everything that you have and that you realize for the first time, potentially that you are not alone, that other people are having similar pains, similar issues, and that they too have the strength to move forward. And those connections help us to have the strength to move forward. So I hope that we can come together as a community and support each other and care about each other because I care about you. And in your listening, I know that growth is happening, that change is happening, and that all of our lives are benefiting from it. This work is hard work. It's important work. It's valuable work because you're worth it. Every move that you make is one step closer to you and your true potential self, your whole self. I want you to be able to see the world that we don't see the world as things are, but we seem how we are. But I want you to be healthier and happier as you look at it. I know last week, after my podcast, I introduced a song that I had written for my husband. And I'm feeling the desire to introduce a song that I wrote that, again, is not ready uh, for full production, but is still in the works. But this is a perfect opportunity to go ahead and have you be able to listen to it. And it's a song that I wrote the chorus for before I got sober, because I knew that spirit was calling to me. And I was terrified. And when I became sober, I started writing the verses. So I hope you enjoy the song. And I hope that you'll go to Facebook, become part of the community, become a like the Facebook page, join that community, join the Recover Your Soul private group, and let's start reaching out to each other. I want to also thank you for all of your support and donations and helping recover your soul. This is my mission. And now that I am an ordained minister, I'm more passionate than ever to be continuing to send out this message of hope and soul recovery. And every single dollar that you donate 
helps me to produce this podcast and helps me to keep this going. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the community and that I feel like we're in this together. Until next time, namaste. listening. I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit the website recoveryoursoul.net. 
There you can find more about Rev. Rachel, book coaching or spiritual counseling sessions, read the blog, listen to her music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive updates. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage. We hope you'll follow us on Instagram and Facebook and become part of our transformation community. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.